G'day listeners, welcome back to Full Metal Movie Reviews. It's been a while, I feel like I say that every time we do an episode, because we're getting slacker and slacker and slacker, but uh, SoundCloud has been paid up for another full year, so we're committed for another year, no worries there. This week we'll be discussing the um, very, I guess, controversial Star Wars standalone film, Star Wars... Han Solo, I think it's called. Oh no, Star Han Solo. Han, Han, Han Star Wars story, man. Yeah, Han. No, it's just Solo. Solo, Solo. Oh, no, sorry, Solo, yeah. a Star Wars story. Jesus Christ. Do you, do you want to start us again? <laughs> um, with me to discuss um, all things Chewy is uh, Dave from Sydney. Dave, how are you? Hey, mate. Good, thanks. And joining us, he's back for another another round of. Uh, Intense debate is Rob. How are you, Rob? Yeah, I'm okay, mate. Now, gentlemen, uh, first thing, before we get into this movie, I'd just like to apologize to the listeners. End of financial year, I do work in the finance sector. I am not a one percenter. I am a peb who works for a peb. He works for a peb. He works for a one percenter. So I am the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the food chain. But as always, shit rolls downhill. So I've been flat out in June trying to meet my various deadlines and I haven't been putting much you, effort into this. Do you so. get to feed? Do you, do you get to feed on anyone or are you a true bottom feeder <laughs> in the truest sense of the word? Um, no, I do get to feed on, on some people, but... Do you have a coffee guy or something like that? Yeah, but I would say that the people I feed off of, it's not a, it's not a substantial meal, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. 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 Um, so I haven't, I've, I've actually got another episode that's been in the can for about, mm, I don't know, Two months, and I just haven't gotten around to uh, editing it. And um, that one was, is with Anthony. He's a bit annoyed that I haven't gotten, a, gotten that one edited and put up. So, she's oh, Christ. I'm getting there, guys. I'm getting there. All right. Also, ah, another bit of uh, inf- of uh, business to address. So, Dave, what's uh, what's this what's this beef you've got with Rob? Huh? <laughs> Dave's got a beef with you, Rob. Um. I don't have a beef with Rob at all, but seeing as how you want to air all the dirty laundry, um, let's go for it. Let's just get it out there. Because it actually, it all started Star Wars, guys. The right. beef started with Star Wars. So just to give listeners some context, we've got a uh, ridiculous WhatsApp chat group of which pretty much all everyone would have by now, I guess. And um, Sam... Uh, Basically, rage quit <laughs> after what was it? The last Star Wars movie came out because you were not baiting us, but you were just on the verge of spoiling. And myself and Chance, who's also been on the co- podcast once or twice, um, basically, I guess what we had a go at you, Sam, or not really. And then Sam rage quit, and then no one uses the chat anymore. That's pretty much it. And I just made a random comment about it then. About um, Rob also bitching out of the chat the day Sam. I uh, I, I saw That's the it. convo. That's not a bitch. <laughs> I saw the, I saw the convo, but um, just for the record, I, I quit because Sam was about to ruin the movie. So if you go <laughs> if you go through the uh, if you go through the transcripts, you'll probably see that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't like Sam. I, I, said, I didn't. Have you actually didn't, quit? Did you did you quit it, Rob? Yeah. I didn't even I, know that. Yeah, I, I, I remember the last thing I uh, saw in that uh, thing was Sam about to ruin uh, A Last Jedi. So I just went, nah, sorry, I can't do this. Because I know he'll passively, aggressively like argue 
ruin it. That's that exactly sense? what happened. Yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I, I just <laughs> fuck off, fuck off. So if you're, buddy. if you're, if you're like, if you're like upset at me not replying or something, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. No, I just figured, I just figured Sam bitched it because Mike's still there. So ah. and he randomly comes in. So I assumed all, all you guys were there and just didn't use it and I was no, like oh, okay. uh, Mike told me about it afterwards he's like oh it fucking blew up after you left and I was just like yeah yeah I'm pretty sure that's exactly why I quit hold on hold on hold on but the so words, comes I, back to Sam the words I used style. was I found it long and boring yeah no, that, exactly you, you said something like that and then I jumped out I was just like I'm not even bothering no, okay alright alright so, but okay put it in context Sam as soon as you say something like that you instantly go in with a preconceived notion that, okay, so this is going to be boring. Is this the boring bit? Oh, I might, you know, I guess it's not that boring. You get distracted with that shit. And then you're like, fuck, I actually am noticing the time now. Whereas if you don't <laughs> say any of that, it's you're more objective in your experience, man. I'm it's like not, if you tell I'm someone, not accountable for how, long, how you perceive um, my comments. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Rob? Sorry. Uh, all speak- you, actually, you go back up in my book. You get more respect because you knew it was going to happen. Wait, wait, and you wait, wait. So, so the beef, the beef was that I just gone silent because of my offense <laughs> over that situation. Is that the, is that the perceived beef? Oh, that was. A bit, it was just weird because I'm like, all of a sudden now, no one's using the chat, and I'm like, uh, okay, so why are we even like, why is this still here? And I just assumed that like you guys all bitched off of uh, Sam bitching out and raging. And it turns out you just preemptively read the situation better than anyone and got out while the getting out was good. Rob knows what you want. Hats off to you, man. Hats off to you. <laughs> like, you, won, you won WhatsApp. You know what I mean? I missed that WhatsApp. group. We should, uh, we should kick that off again. I, just, I, I, I was just like, oh, well, I, I, I suppose it's gone to shit because uh, no one added me back. So. Well, um... Oh, I didn't know you were because there's no more PUBG now because I've got no one to play with because I figured all you guys bailed on the chat. <laughs> yeah, Sam's Sam's kind of like so a certain, like PUBG what? group now, so it's kind of like a, I, I, I'm playing solo as well now. <laughs> I will play whenever you want, but you never contact me to play. Create the chat, invite Rob back in. I'm not accountable for your perceived <laughs> lack of pub, PUBG right, fans. I'll, I'll, I'll start a new I'll start a new uh, group chat with clear rules in the uh, title. Okay. <laughs> all right, uh, guys. So all right, speaking okay. of spoiling, all right, I'm burying the hatchet. All right. Sam, that yeah, shouldn't mate. be that shouldn't be a dig against you because I I just got out. I just I, I just I just walked away. I didn't want to get dirty. I didn't want to, didn't want to roll. That's because I didn't want to roll. You, you knew you know what I'm capable of. You know I oh, yeah. I you know my scorched earth policy is always my go-to. Okay, I I, I know I, I saw some of the text or something because I think Mike was just like check this out, man. And uh, but I, I don't see I don't see the whole conversation. But let me guess, it went something along the lines of this, right? You <laughs> you said that. Uh, that it's boring, it's boring comment, right? And then I'm pretty sure Dave would have gone completely like over the edge, right? With the with the the yes. always been like this, always say this. And then I think you probably would have ruined some more just to get back at him. You would have you would have t- t- taken off some onion layers of the movie, just being like, oh, I guess you don't. something like that must have happened. I knew that was going to go down. Nah, so nah, I didn't ruin anything. I just argued with him that what my comment wasn't uh, a spoiler. Oh, okay, I think I that's what that's the road I took. I took the high road in this case because I didn't want to ruin the high road. road, and then rage quit. But I like that out of this situation, you just tried to get me and Rob to blow up at each other, 
and it all came back to you again. Oh Being the guy, you're the center of it. So, I don't know, it's funny. I feel like Julius Speaking Caesar and my, senator. and my senators are stabbing me on the steps. Speaking of uh, center of it, what do you reckon? Get into solo? Yeah, let's let's jump into it. Um, here we go, guys. Look, I'll, 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 uh, I'm going to shoot off some facts for you. And um, maybe uh, this might, um, I don't know, kick off some debate. But of the uh, of the four Disney film or Disney era Star Wars films that we've gotten, the worldwide gross uh, of of these Disney films has been around well, it's been in excess of a, of a billion dollars per film, right? So Star Wars: The Force Awakens is actually two billion. Uh, Rogue One is about one billion. Um, Last Jedi is about one point three billion. What do you think the worldwide gross is of Solo? Um, I reckon much less than that because there wasn't a lot of. I, I noticed around the, my network, I guess, uh, I, there's a lot of people not going to see it on the first night, and sort of, uh, might, maybe I'll see it, maybe I won't. So I reckon less, but. Give us a figure. Pray really prices uh, right. Highest without going over. Eighty percent of the last one, maybe. Oh, gee, I'm not doing math here, Rob. Give me a figure. <laughs> what was the previous? Uh, the pre- okay, so Last Jedi was 1.3 billion. Uh, maybe 900. Uh, Dave. Um. Well, if I go by the internet retardation, I'd say it's even less than that. I'll punt. Uh, I'll punt 500 mil. Uh, Dave and Rob, you're both wrong, and you're both way off. The, the worldwide gross for this film is only $344 million. Pretty low. Now, normally you'd say oh, that's a pretty good return on a film. Um, not when the reshoots were about $250 million on the original production budget of about $200 million. <laughs> So this is coming at a loss. So this film is the first Disney loss. Um, of, you know what, though? Films. I I noticed in my network that a lot of people didn't watch it, right? And then a lot of my friends started saying, oh, I saw it. it was, I actually didn't. I actually don't agree with the negative reviews. And then I started to hear a lot more people sort of saying that they liked it. So next, my next I'm question. I'm still is, surprised. Still surprised it's that low, but that's that's the figure. This film has gotten the most shit, but I actually personally would say it's probably one of my favorites out of all the new Disney Star Wars films. Oh, okay. Yeah. Somewhat controversial I, position to take, but the things I liked about it was, uh, I forgot the Aaron, whatever his name is, as Han Solo. Fine. Perfect. Um, Chewbacca, on point. Capers, galore. Uh, good, good, basically, um, bants between everybody in the cast and the, and the hijinks and all the... I think the, I think some of the comedy was a bit flat, but when it hit, it hit well. The plot was pretty relatively straightforward, and it was just fun. It was just a fun flick. I actually tend to agree because I would sort of say, as of the new Star Wars Disney films, I think my favorite was The Force Awakens. Yeah, that was, and, that was probably my favorite. Yeah, and then it, it's it's the same same meaning, but let me say it like this: uh, instead of saying this is my second favorite. I like this movie more than Rogue One and The uh, Last Jedi. So I guess it's my second favorite, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
I guess in the interest of providing a, the other side to this, I'm, I'll quite happily take the other side and say that I, uh, I kind of, I kind of get why everyone thinks it's shit. <laughs> like, and I, I, I agree with you guys, and I still think it's better than the last, um, last Jedi, or whatever it was. Um, but after watching this, I just don't care about Star Wars anymore. Like, I found this one to be. And I don't know if you want to start getting into the details, Sam, and start talking about stuff. Yeah? Well, okay. Well, Dave, I was going to say, <sighs> did Star Wars ruin your childhood? Is that what we're saying? Well, no, whatever, Ron Howard, sorry. Ron <laughs> Howard ruined your, child, your, your childhood by stealing Star Wars and, and ruining it. Uh, I'm, I'm in my mid-30s, man. I'm over like that sort of shit. My childhood's not ruined. I had a fantastic childhood, no matter what anyone says, and... I can take the three original films as is. Like exactly, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I think that uh, I had that feeling after the Last Jedi, so I kind of went into this movie like I didn't see it early, and I kind of caught it on a Sunday at four p.m. just because we were walking past a, a a mall and we had nothing to do, and I was just like, "Fuck it, let's go see it." So I kind of I kind of have that feeling about Star Wars now as well. But yeah, I, I still when I look back at it, I didn't like Rogue One either. So kind of, I think. The difference, though, for me between this and Rogue One was that the only thing that burnt me about the Rogue One thing was I, I couldn't really tie the Bothan story in with it. So that, that kind of burnt me a bit. Um, but with this one, there was just some, like, the Kessel Run I thought was just shit. Um, the, the side storyline with the weirdo Mercs that ended up by being some random, like, 12-year-old girl freedom fighter thing was just... A garbage twist. Mm-hmm. It made no sense because at the start of the, the at the start of the film, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So, you know what? The, it's a great relationship with Chewie. It's a few bandits. I'm like, oh, sick. They're going to go for a Lock Stocks um, movie storyline. It's going to be killer, right? He's going to end up with multiple groups of bad guys, and he's going to be like a Han Solo badass, and he's going to make everyone kill each other and walk away like as the kind of like you know crime hero but still a good guy because he didn't really do anything too bad type situation and then it's just like nothing really eventuated and there was just no, no real like antagonist if you know what i mean like there's just like a real bad guy it's, it's got some down. shit happened you know what i mean yeah and it slowed down massively like when they got to the desert and they did the reveal of that like whatever you, i can't remember what you call them the bloody bandits turned out to be good guys or some shit like it's did you feel like it slowed down massively at that point? Um, I think that band is actually some, meant to be someone in like some book or some shit. I don't know. Um, but I, I, Rob, that's a really good point. I, I found that the ending was a bit of a, a bit of a wet towel, to be honest. Like, I mean, I, I reckon Dave's hit it on the head though. Like, it, it kind of. It... I think we lost Rob. Um, yeah, oh, but man, like, just when he was going to agree with me, yeah, just so when he I hit the nail on the head. It's that one fucking time. No, but I think the ending was a bit of a wet towel. Like, um, the the reviews, the, the sorry, the twists didn't really pay off. If that makes sense, because um, like it tried to be clever and edgy, uh, um, but it, it was they all kind of just fell flat. Like the fact that he had um he actually brought on the, the space fuel and they said, oh, that's not the real space fuel. And he's like, yeah, no, nah, it is. And it's like, oh, yeah, everyone's so clever. And then it's, 
the the whole he learns to shoot first um, from Beckett, and then um, we find out that da, um, his girlfriend I forgot her name Quiet uh, what's her name in the movie Quara Kara whatever. Uh, whatever. She, yeah, she portrays him as like, yeah, we, we kind of knew that was always going to happen. Like, that wasn't a surprise. But this is my point. It, it wasn't even a betrayal, man. She no, just like wasn't. left. She's like, yeah. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's just like some random like stuff just happened. Yeah. And, and, then, and, I, and then Darth see, Maul you, was like... You thought they were trying me, to be edgy though? Even for me, like when Darth Maul pops up, I'm like, I had to think, Darth Maul's dead. And I was like, oh, no, because of that stupid cartoon, he's actually, they brought him back and he's actually alive. And he actually dies in a cartoon again. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, what normal person would have a chance with this film? What normal, regular Joe Schmo guy would have a chance of going to see this film and understanding any of it? They don't have to, man. I mean, the Darth Maul thing, if you don't know anything about Star Wars, you just assume, oh, that's the dark side guy. Uh, like, You know what I mean? It was so irrelevant. But Just uh, like a lot of the shit was so irrelevant. Who postures on a telephone call like that? Like, why would he... <laughs> yeah, why, you know what I mean? Like, why would he draw his lightsaber and then light it? It's like, if I had got a Skype call and Rob just got his dick out and started stroking it in front of me, like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you posturing... On the fucking phone call like that. I don't get it. Like, what? what is that it's all like about? Cock's rifle, right? Just loads yeah. of guns. It's literally <laughs> like getting a pistol out and start stroking it and then cocking it. Like, fuck, that was so dumb. Um, I had a few troubles connecting Rob again. I think something's going wrong. Uh, but that's okay. We'll keep trying. I, like, I, I, I just didn't though. get it. I thought it was all a bit flat. But Sam, can you explain to me, when you say your opinion is that you thought it was edgy, like... I found it to be, I thought everything was so ridiculously safe that it was so boring. So when, like, what did you find about it that you thought was an edgy take? Yo. Oh, Rob's back. Um, no, 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 sorry. I, I didn't mean edgy. Um, Guys, I, I heard I heard some of that call um, about, uh, for some reason I could hear you, but I couldn't speak. Oh. But uh, did you cover with Darth, Darth Maul, like, is that Darth Maul or is yeah, it someone it is. else? That is Darth Maul. Correct. Uh, it is. It is. Yeah. So, so okay. So, <laughs> see what I mean, Dave? Um, Rob doesn't get it. <laughs> did you just explain how the, his age fits into it? Yes. Okay. All right. For the layman's people, so are you familiar that this um, once uh, Revenge of the Sith aired, um, Lucasfilm brought out a cartoon called Attack of the Clones, and Attack of the Clones, yeah, occurred. The events of Attack of the Clones occurred between. Um, Episodes two and three, focusing on when Anakin was a Padawan or a Jedi, sorry, mm-hmm. and it's basically about the adventures of Obi Wan and um, Anakin. Okay, in that cartoon series, Darth Maul was that one of the big reveals that they brought back Darth Maul from the dead, and he was a leader of um, a, a gang called Crimson. What's it called in, in this film? Crimson, Crimson, Dawn. Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay, cool. No worries. This film, um, Solo, a Star Wars story, occurs after Revenge of the Sith, but before Rogue One. And I'm talking substantially before Rogue One. Like, um, I think it's like maybe eight years or something before Rogue One. So, it's after Revenge of the Sith. Um, Darth Maul is still alive. He's now a gang leader. He's not a Sith Lord. But 
in terms of the story, he dies in a couple years later because there's another cartoon series called Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, and he goes back to Tatooine and he faces off with Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan kills him again. So he, did, you, did you say he's died twice then or three times? He's died twice. Okay. So, so this guy just like keeps being... How do, they, how do they bring him back to life? He's got robot legs. <laughs> I'm not being. This is how dumb this is. So, so wait, not, wait. So the, they they literally bring him back to life, or he just doesn't die. He they bring. Uh, he doesn't die. Sorry. So he, okay. he's presumed dead, but they 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 bring him back with okay. robot legs. Because <laughs> that's yeah. the first thing I thought. I was just like, Jesus. Like, isn't doesn't some guy like kill this guy when Anakin's a a kid, and then. Uh, someone pretty much the same age, slightly older than Anakin's son, is now, like, seeing him, or, like, in the same time period, i.e. Han Solo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I just... Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's common knowledge. No, I mean, I, I, I sort of haven't heard that story at all, just general, even among Star Wars fans. Well, that's because Attack of the Clones is really, really a niche um, cartoon series that only the only kids... And hardcore adult fans would watch. Um, I've sure. seen. Yeah, how, how many how many fans of Star Wars are watching that movie and being like, "Well, wow, I didn't get that. That's that's dumb." Fans of Star Wars, um, probably not. But I'm talking just the casual Joe Blows that I went to go see this film with were like, "What the fuck is that? Who's that?" They didn't get it. I just it was just a plot re- like a reveal that they just didn't get. Yeah. Um, and then Did you I know just, about that, Dave? Um, well, I knew who it was, but it just made no sense as to why he was there. Because I hadn't seen the cartoon, so I'm like, didn't he die? Like, yeah. I, I didn't understand. I'm like, okay, so they brought him back. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, okay, they brought him back to life to sell toys. Like, that was it. Oh, yeah, was like, yeah, oh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Oh, it's a cop-out. It's just a cop-out, bring back. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but what, Dave, what I meant by edgy was like, they were trying to do, I guess... Just be like, like you said, like a lock stock where everything has a twist or something. You know what I mean? Like a, it was like a caper hijinks movie where nothing's what it seems. But, oh, but, to, but no, no, but what I'm saying is, but to your point, it was all cliche, it was all pretty much cliched and it wasn't original or inspired. So it was as it seemed and it was flat. Yeah. Yeah, it petered out for sure. Damn squib. Yeah. And that's why I got burnt, man. Like, I was just like, it just, to me, it started off good, and I was like, okay, this actually isn't going to be bad. And then, you know, the bad guys and those mercs came in, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and I've heard about this Red Dawn thing. Oh, cool, this is going to be like a, a three-way or two-way bad guy situation, and he's going to, like, cool, get out of it. And then, like, stuff just started not syncing up too well, and then you, you meet that weird robot that has the gender um, slash identity politics thing that starts a random action sequence. And then from there, and then you got the Kessel Run with the squid, and it's just like, oh, so the Millennium Falcon basically just just booted through a hole. Oh, cool. Well, that's, that's, right. And that's, I was really disappointed right. with the Kessel Run. I was like, I assumed that the Kessel Run was kind of like, um, you know, like pod racing, where they actually have to go yeah. through like tunnels, and it was like a, like a fun actual sort of like, I thought it'd be more inspired than what well, we Well, even a smuggling thing, man. The guy's yeah. a fucking smuggler. Why? Why wouldn't you make the Kessel Run heavily fortified Imperium um, like space gates or something yeah. that he got the Falcon to do in a super 
in the shortest possible distance with some awesome piloting. That's yeah. all we, like that. You could have done that, and it would have been sick, right? But it's just like, ah. yeah, it's not wrong. Yeah, but it, the thing with the Kesselrun as well is that he technically didn't do it right because he all he did was um, he got the fuel, and with the fuel he just jumped to hyperspeed space. So he didn't actually do it. So 12 parsecs, I think the thing about this is is that when you're a kid, everyone assumed that was a time measurement. But a 12 parsec, I believe, is actually a distance measurement. So when they talk about how fast the Falcon does it, it's a speed thing. As in, it's a distance. So what he did was he took a shortcut through the Kessel Run by just booting through into that galaxy, like, warp shit asteroid field. And then from there, kicked off out again into another so theory he's done it in the shortest distance travel type thing because he didn't Boring. go through that yeah <sighs> exactly that's what i'm saying it was shit yeah. it was like why why ruin that because in my head i was like well he's the best smuggler of which we didn't really get to see any cool smuggling shit and i'm like this guy oh yeah he must do some awesome stuff like getting chased by the Empire and stuff, and it's like, oh, there's one Imperial ship and a squid. Yeah, killer. Thanks. Thanks, Disney. That was awesome. Like, <laughs> fuck, it was so annoying. That's I don't get why you guys liked it that much then. Like, let me add some more context, right? So, I didn't almost fall asleep, right? And I didn't have a desire to slip my wrists like I did during uh, watching uh, Rogue One. So, I, I, that sort of makes it gravitate to the second position. But, uh, but yeah, criticisms, T- totally, 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 uh, I do not disagree with anything you've just said. I think, um, but I could overlook that because the, the, that wasn't even really the worst thing. Neither of those two, two things, like the Darth Maul and the Kessel Run, were bad. What was horrific was the name, was how Han Solo got his name Han Solo. Goes up to the Imperial desk. What's your name? Han. What's your last name? Don't have one. Oh, solo. Like, are you serious? Yeah, are you fucking serious? That's how... <laughs> yeah, that was the shittest thing. Name? It was the sh- shittest. Why even <laughs> explain it? Just pretend he's, like, the surname of the family solo. Like, why do you even have to create that random shitty piece of law? Like, yeah. They're not respecting I, the original law by fragrantly, like, making shit up like that, right? Like... I, I think they're just sort of saying, oh, you know, this universe is so it's so lovable by, by everyone. We can just fucking fit in the blanks as we see fit. It's kind of annoying. Well, we got that when they said, like, let go of the, like, what do you say? Get rid of the past, Sam, or, like, let yeah, the let, past go or some shit? Let the past die, kill it. Yeah, let the, um, let the past die, kill it if you have to. Yeah, that was, it's like, oh, okay, so that's definitely a message for the fans. And they've definitely succeeded in doing that with some of this shit. Can I ask, though, the, the mercenary thing, though, did you, like, it, it kind of made no sense to me at all. Like, is they full-on are killing people, like, they're super violent, and then all of a sudden, it's this, like, 12-year-old girl who wants to team up and all this sort of shit. Did that, like, that whole thing made no sense to me. Is that, do you, do you think that's a, a Ron Howard change in direction thing, Sam? Or do you think that that was always intended to be those sequences, because to me, I think the first time we see the Mercs, they're introduced in a way that's supposed to set them up to be something different. And then at the end, we get this weird teenage girl, like, hope bullshit thing. 
that they seem to be putting in all of them. Uh, no idea. Um, look, I, I, I get the impression that the film is more or less as intended um, in terms of the plot. I don't think they changed much of the plot. What I think um, the previous two directors, I don't know, I forget the, I think Lord and Miller, if I, I can't really remember the names. Um, sorry, guys, end of financial year brain fart, but... I just, think, to, just to be clear, in Australia, they end the financial year mid-year. Some of our international mm-hmm. viewers might not understand that, man. Oh, well, they can... They'll be like, what? Well, it's fucking June, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, who was at the end of the financial year in December? Fucking, this is the better system. Anyway. Um, I'm not uh, saying that, mate. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> f- fuck, wasn't on point? Yeah, so sorry. I thought the previous two directors, what they were doing was they're letting the um, actors ad-lib too much um, and um, in doing too much improvisation. And what they were finding is that they were deviating from the script in terms of um, uh, dialogue. And in, and it wasn't really landing because the actor, how they played Han Solo, it wasn't, hasn't been trained in improv. So it wasn't really, I guess a lot of the stuff was kind of not, was just falling flat. So... Um, they actually shot, I think, 80% of the film and they decided Kathleen Kennedy, the head of um, Lucasfilm, decided to fire the directors and hire Ron Howard to reshoot the film again. So I don't necessarily think it was anything to do with the plot um, or how the, how the directors, the original directors, um, the story that the original directors wanted to tell is more about the way that the directors were telling the story wasn't really the vision of, 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 of Lucasfilm. And I, I, I think that's really an important point because Lucasfilm, the dialogue in these films is all very deliberate and very chosen. Now, you may not think that when you watch these things, but you've got to remember that this is probably the first franchise where fans obsess over and they have lore and books and cartoons and comics where they like you said try to spin new stories from so it's not it's not really the environment where you can be flippant and you can just say whatever you want off the cuff or how you like you're just joshing with another actor and bouncing back and forth well it's it's not that kind of film the, the problem, the problem, the reason why it's like that as well is because they're doing prequels or they're doing in between stories and stuff. So just by its very nature, you're bound to certain. Um, you, you, you don't have as you don't have as much creativity as you possibly could. No, that's but, exactly right. Yeah. So they, 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 <clears throat> excuse me. They, they don't. They don't want deviation because like these are meticulously planned. There's comic books. There's um, you know novels. There's um, uh, there's going to be, you know, abundance of media and and. But I do think important that they're all streamlined. With what Dave said uh, originally about the inspiring hope for young women and things like that, I think that they're really, really on board with the whole like. Um, uh, we hope we've got enough uh, diversity. We hope we've got enough sort of showing that uh, young girls have got, you know, uh, you know something to aspire to, all that sort of stuff. I, I think I think they are doing that. Um, yeah, but that's but not a bad thing. Why is that a bad thing? I know, thing? I know. It, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I, I, I do... It's, not, uh, it's the execution, man. Mike yeah, is the execution it's, it's with still that. Be a it's cool not story. that it's a bad thing. It's, it's not yeah, a cool story. 
Why but, couldn't the, the mer- like the, the mercenary? Sorry to cut you off, Rob. Uh, yeah. Apologies, but the the thing with the, this chick, right? You've already got your female hope lead. You had yeah. one in Rogue Squadron, and you had one in um fucking whatever its name is, the Force Awakens, right? The Jedi yeah. chick. So, what was wrong with ha- having like a female Boba Fett as the Merc? Like, just a normal 25-year-old merc chick that goes around slaying people, robbing them blind, and being, like, an awesome badass. Because we've seen females play this type of character before, and yet you've now forced down our throat another fucking 12-year-old blah-blah-blah situation. Like, I, I don't get it, man. Like, it's just so... The execution is so garbage. But, like, uh, I would have loved to have seen a female Boba Fett. That would have been cool. As a um, as a uh, bit of a segue here, um, it was interesting because when the when the movie did come out, a lot of negative press I saw was that this movie wasn't diverse enough. Um, I think I even saw one. I'm trying to look for it now. Um, I think I even saw it. It said that Han Solo was too white or something. Like it was it was going on about not his not his physical skin color, but the way he was uh, the way he was acting. Is too white. So I don't know. It's kind of interesting that you know, it's like they're sort of sure pushing it. Not a good thing. Not a bad thing. This they're sort of trying to be more inclusive, but it's kind of like no matter what, you're going to upset some. Um, yeah, but I think they they got that morally ambiguous character in Kyra or whatever her name is um, Han Solo's girlfriend. That that was like she was Han's equal. But she definitely was pursuing the track of um, she's out for herself, and and she's now part of the gang, the Crimson Tide, whatever the fuck that gang's called. Um, Crimson Dawn. Yeah, so I think that maybe is where they were coming from from that aspect. Um, but I, I do look. I, I don't disagree that perhaps look. Star Wars has never been eloquent in the messages that it, it conveys. It's, it is as George Lucas says. It is fundamentally what is a kids' film. So, but I didn't have a problem with that twist i just didn't get the significance of it because i guess i don't i don't like the fact that that han that han i guess was being approached by the rebellion to join the rebels first and he's like nah i want to go do this go go see this big time gangster and this this hot guy this guy on tatooine like it kind of implies, it kind of, if you were to watch these films in sequence, right, it does for me diminish the Han Solo in A New Hope because when you see Han Solo in A New Hope packing up, you're kind of thinking, uh, I mean, he's been approached before, but like, yeah, he's going to come back because you know he's good. Like, you know what I mean? If that makes that, sense. That's what... Yeah, but that's my point though with that whole reveal thing, Sam, and why it doesn't—it it doesn't it make it didn't sense need to be in, there. in the context of this film. Yeah, I agree. not at all. And, and no. you could have had your—I I get that the, the whatever her name is, Kara or whatever—it was could have been morally ambiguous, but we could also have had someone that's not morally ambiguous and is just a straight-up bad dude, right? Like you didn't. So I think adding that confusion is exactly what you said because I found that the same thing. I'm like, so what now? He what he does like kind of a soft spot for the rebellion because you watch those other films and like he doesn't give a fuck at first. He's just in it for the coin. Ah, uh, look. I mean, 
those were like I think the misses were huge. Like the misses were flat. Like a lot of this, a lot, of, a lot in this film did fall flat. But I, I found myself truly, like I said, the first half was pretty fun. I mean, I enjoyed seeing him on the streets of um, Corellia or whatever, however it's pronounced, just being a hood rat and just getting up to hijinks and, and then fucking, um, you know, and then that that fucking vampire worm thing is his boss and stuff. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's all pretty cool. I did like the way he met Chewie. Um, there seems to be some confusion about when Han actually gets the life debt when so when Chewie actually incurs the life debt, because it seems to be like a mutual thing of how help they helped each other escape, but I yeah. thought I thought Chewie incurs the life debt on the train when he's about to get his head taken off um, by that cliff and Han pulls him out of the way and that saves his life there. Is it, is that not how he would incur the life debt then? They never acknowledge that so. To be honest, I, I was even confused, even though I was fully aware he's supposed to have saved his life. But then I was like, oh, wait, during that rebellion thing, when Solo's like, nah, go save your family or whatever, I'm like, oh, is this a new take on the life debt? And because he let him go save his family, now Chewie's just mates with him for life? See, in the original law, is because he rescued him from slavery. But the way they did it implied that it was a mutual thing to get out. Like, he didn't. Um, it was fifty-fifty. Like they, Han came up with the idea, but then Chewie went along and helped him by breaking the pole and stuff. It's for the snowflakes, Sam. They got to, man. It's it's about the diversity. You can't have the white man coming in and saving the uh, the alien. It's got to be mutual. <laughs> they got to be both contributors. Oh, I don't know about that, but look, I, all I know <laughs> is that. I kind of felt from the movie that it was uh, uh, not because uh, of a life debt. It was because he just felt he'd have more fun or something with him because he kind of got the choice to go with him or go the other wookies um if it's because of a life debt like in the law then they did that pretty shit i reckon yeah well it is that's the life that he's he's a i guess maybe it was because he he was obliged to help him because yeah i don't know look i i thought i thought that was poorly executed but again i didn't mind it i didn't mind the mud planet and they're in the mud um I just felt like can I, just Sam, can I ask flat after the train after the train heist the, the movie did just sort of peter out. Yes, though. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, I just want to ask you. So, just quickly, the life debt thing—that that wasn't actually in the first three films, was it? That, that's an expanded universe thing, isn't it? Yeah, oh, I don't know if it's expanded you or if it was explained in the in books between, or something. In between the yeah, but it's, it's not in the films. No, because uh, I. Okay, all right. So that that might make a bit more sense then, because I think the life debt thing only exists in the books before they rebooted the whole Star Wars universe. No, so no, when, no, 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 no. It's it, sure, man. It's there's two different universes for the law. No, I understand that. Um, but I, what I'm saying is, I think it was. I'm pretty sure, like George Lucas said it in between films or something. It wasn't. Um, it didn't come out in a book. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure this that came from George Lucas. I don't think it was uh, expanded. Okay, because so, it might not even be a real thing, is what I'm getting at. So maybe that's just us because of the way we've understood the universe, and maybe there is no uh, life debt situation, and it's exactly what Rob said or how we interpreted it. It was just a mutually beneficial relationship, and they just became good friends because of the hijinks. No, I'm pretty sure it's life debt. I mean, it's look with the EU. You got to understand, well, the old EU. 
or legends as they're now called, like George Lucas didn't give a, f- a flying fuck about the books, um, comics, or anything that wasn't movie related, he didn't care about. So he would almost let you write whatever you wanted to write. Like, no, he just didn't care. But there are certain sort of like really hardcore principles um, that, that, that I guess kind of he came up with that aren't directly related to a book or, you know, like a comic or whatever. And I'm pretty sure the life debt is one of them. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain that's, that's like his own sort of background character of how that relationship formulated was through that life debt. So, um, it may have been fleshed out in a, in a legends novel, um, or whatever, but the, it's, they're, 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 they're mutual, they are mates, and they are family, like, they're brothers, or I guess, yeah, they'll be brothers, like, they're, that's, they're brothers, right? But, like, he doesn't own Chewie, is, what's implied is that Chewie is just with him because of this loosely, you know, this loosely explained life debt situation, but they generally, they just have a general companionship for one another because he's Han Solo, and he's a Wookiee, and he's meant to be, like, one of a dying breed sort of thing. They find they find companionship in one another, right? That's the real point of it. But I think they boarded they didn't they did a shit job of explaining the life debt by not directly addressing it. Yeah. So it was one of the best parts of the film, though, was yeah. seeing them together. Do, do you, um, Sam, do you reckon, like, just generally speaking, though, all of the new movies have been pretty awful? Or um, Okay, so if we go through the new movies, I think I've been a record of saying this. I enjoyed The Force Awakens. I thought that was, like, a good 7.5 out of 10. Just a, a really mm-hmm. good film that was let down by a, a really poor, poorly um, thought-out final act. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that actually a good point, Rob, because this film sort of highlights the friendship that Chewbacca and Han have, right? But then it doesn't make sense in Force Awakens when Chewbacca, when Han dies, Chewbacca just like walks past Leia and like just cold shoulders her. And like, um, if your best friend died, wouldn't you go to his wife and like try and just get some, you know, comfort in one another? That was really weird. So, um, Force Awakens had a really poor third act, like exceptionally poor third act. Um, I thought Rogue One started off mediocre, um, but it ended very strong and had some fantastic battle sequences in it. Um, I just thought that was a mediocre film. I don't know, like a 6 out of 10. It wasn't fantastic, but it wasn't poor. The, the Last Jedi I found to be exceptionally um, boring. Um, the, I didn't like... Um, I didn't mind the sentiment that they were trying to uh, articulate, but I thought it was executed very poorly. It did have some good parts in it, like the throat, the battle room scene where um, Kylo Ren and Rey fight Snoke and his um, his Imperial Guards or whatever they're called. I thought that was quite good. But overall, I just found that film boring, flat, um, and a bit on the nose, like they said, with how blatant they were trying to be with their messages um, about hope and love and all that crap about saving animals. Like, just, just, just enough. And um, so I found that to be probably the worst out of the lot. So I found it maybe like a four out of ten. Like I've got the DVD. I bought the DVD, but I've only I haven't watched it. Um, I've only and I've only watched the throne room sequences on YouTube. So I probably won't ever see that film again, in in its entirety. This film is like, for me, 
a good combination of popcorn entertainment where you're on your phone or you're maybe, I don't know, just on your, on your laptop doing something and you have this in the background and you can occasionally look up and you maybe watch 10 or 15 minutes and then go back to your work or whatever you're doing on your laptop. It's not, it doesn't add anything new. It doesn't, it's, it's the, where, it, where I guess it makes mistakes in air quotes. The mistakes are just tone deaf and a bit flat, but they're not egregious um, and they're not, to the detriment of the law of Star Wars, they're just tone deaf. Um, so it's like meh. Whereas I found the Force Awakens to be, uh, sorry, the Last Jedi to be like, well, what is the whole point of taking this character in this direction? You know what I mean? So overall, I I just find that I think I'll still watch Force Awakens because I really like that that first. Um, I guess my I guess my whole point is that I I, I like. New. I like new, right? I don't really like nostalgia and retreading old things. And I find that... Re- that's why I can't... I just will never endorse a remake of any 80s or 90s properties, right? Like, for me, they're all garbage and they're all trash. Because they don't reflect what those 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 original films were, were doing at the time. So, a perfect example would be Robocop. 80s Robocop is actually a satire of the extreme violence and um, over-sexualization of society at that time, right? It's actually quite a good articulate film. The remake of Robocop is just a money crash grab bullshit action film. I'm not into remakes. I'm not into going back into old films. What I like is new. And what I like so much about The Force Awakens is that they gave us Poe, Finn, Ray, all these new characters, and it gave us a really exceptional, exciting, vibrant... Um, framework of what could be potentially a fantastic sort of um, new trilogy where I found that that this new Star Wars films really suffer is when they try to interweave the old Han Solo, Luke Skywalker Princess Leia forget them, like just leave them behind their story has been told what they should have done I feel is just continue with the new and maybe mention names along the name or along the way or maybe have cameos here and there but like the whole the, the whole arc of Luke Skywalker is is I don't know I just found it to be yeah, I I I liked I liked everything about the uh, Force Awakens except the fact that they were killing a Death Star again like destroying that's the Death Star I'm, yeah I, yeah that's that's what just kind of like kind of like they keep I don't know keep going back to it but the other thing is um, give us new new characters new stories you know, forget these forget the past forget trying to give us stories set between episodes three and four or set around episode four give us new new characters. Han Solo is a womanizer, right? So I dare say that you could never actually make a movie that would get 10 out of 10 for us in this day and age. You just couldn't. Oh. You just like you just have too many people behind the scenes going, oh, we need more women. Oh, you can't slap women on the ass anymore. Oh, you know. Uh, man, just take a, but take a step back, man. Princess Leia, other than that one uh, scene in, what's the name, where she was dressed in the thing, of which she was clearly a slave. It's not like she was doing it to use her sexuality or some shit mm. princess leia was a pretty solid character and she held her own against the han solo character without any issue so i i don't know about that i, I think it comes back to execution and i think people probably get i think to be perfectly frank audiences today are retarded and just like what sam said with trying to weave in the old shit is that because people are retarded they don't get um subtext like they used to 
So it's difficult for these guys to pay homage to some of the older tropes without it just being, I have to physically show you Luke Skywalker on the screen so that you get his part of the universe, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I can getting see that, back to yeah. can you make the womanizer thing, I think that you could if you had more confidence in your audience watching it, but because it's clearly aimed at children now, kids don't really get that level of subtext. It's difficult to execute like a swashbuckling smuggler womanizer character in this day and age, is what I'm getting at. So oh, yeah, of course. you're right, but it's it's for slightly different reasons is what who I'm says at. but who says he's a womanizer there? You didn't get that impression. Dude, from he the... loves the ladies. Yeah, <laughs> he just he just knows how to mac. Like he sees a princess, he macs on her. <laughs> I mean, like, he, forces he forces a kiss on. He forces a kiss on what's her name, and he uh, he uh, he does that whole uh, jumps over to do to like, open the door or whatever, move the hatch thing. You know, women can't do it, men have to do it, sort of thing. Uh, he just he, he has a crack, man. He just has a crack. That's all, and uh, mm-hmm. an enthusiastic crack. I don't know. I don't know if he's a woman. I I would say he is just very overconfident. Um, but I mean, I, but why? Again, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's great. I think that in this modern age, that you shouldn't really be having those sort of. I mean, look at James Bond franchises. James Bond franchises uh, have 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 an entire misogyny. That's all they are: misogyny. And now they're sort of going away from that. Um, well, not maybe, maybe not. But they're, it's 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 not a bad thing. But I think what to Dave's point is is that the execution is almost there for execution's sake. It's not yeah. it's not inter, interwoven articulately through story and character development. I mean, case in point, one of my the most okay the best. Well, it's a shit like, movie, right? So I mean, it's, it's naturally well, not going to have it's, that. It's, right? it's a yeah. low bar. Yeah. You're very true, but I mean, to my point, the one of the best films I think in the past ten years ever um, is Mad Max Fury Road, and you compare Furiosa, right? And she stands for everything that is feminism, female empowerment, um, equal treatment, justice, and the way she is compared to some of these guy female character lead or female leads in these Star Wars films, and you can kind of like you just see, well, that's how you execute it perfectly and yeah, that's how man. don't execute 100% like that that like it's chalk and cheese almost like she there's no there's no um how would i say this there is respect between Fiorosa and Mad Max but there's no romantic chemistry it's just pure respect and friendship yeah, she sure. she's driven by her agenda and she's motivated to make her circumstances better and to save she's the lives a of others person correct <laughs> Whereas here, but Sam, it's, all, it's different. It's audience, really weird. Uh, it's weird. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. It's it's because of the audience. I think they're targeting at. Whereas, like Mad Max is different, and I dare say, culture. Again, this is going to sound like I'm having a go at different people, but like it's pretty obvious. Like when stuff's made for an American audience versus like stuff that comes out of um, England that's like BBC orientated for their audiences, and then you get stuff that like is an Australian audience. Like everyone's kind of different in how they tell their stories. So like in an, as an example, in, a, in an American audience, I don't know if you guys have seen lost in space yet, but there's this whole scene in one of the episodes where there's an implied, um, someone takes an implied action 
and they then have to go back and show you every single step that happened afterwards because the audience is too dumb to put it together themselves. Whereas like, yeah, I got that. You showed that in how you implied it. Why are you really showing me this entire sequence? It's a waste of my time and your storytelling. It's like the, I can't remember the actual term for it. Um, when they get, what's it called, Sam? When they have to ram exposition, they just have to, the, the character talks out a situation because the audience isn't clever enough. So anyway, what I'm saying is Mad Max... Dave, drop the, the anti-America agenda. I, I just think that's... No, nah, it's not. Uh, no, it's, it's not, though. I don't think it is, because like Mad Max, you've got an Australian director, different cultural background. The way that the story's told is it's, it's, it's completely different to how that would have been told if that was done with an American director. You can't say it'd be the same film. I'm not saying... I mean, if- I, but I guess my point is that I'm not to necessarily say that Okay, there may be different audiences, but my point is, I mean, that plot isn't exactly hard. It's it's, it's not. <laughs> no, nah, it's not. It, but what I'm saying is that that they just had a character with strong motivations that you could empathise with, identify with, and understand and respect. Now, some what I'm saying in Star Wars universes that they have a lot of characters, a lot of moving parts, and it's hard to give significant screen time to multiple characters so you can sort of form your own opinion with it and give them enough screen time to 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 really flourish their backstory and then identify the what what makes them tick and why they what they're doing and why they're doing it so they kind of just say things to keep the story moving um i found with ray ray is the best new like she's the best right for me is the best character that disney has put out in this new whole new genre okay and I figure I it's just I it's just somewhat um, unfortunate that for Rogue One um, and to to this extent, like you said, like they just seem to have just gone a bit of the cliched route with some of the female characters. And I would have loved to see a female Boba Fett. I think the female Boba Fett would be a fantastic idea, or a female. I don't know, a female um, Darth Vader or Sith user or like, like why couldn't the head of the Crimson Tide or whatever be a female, um, you know, another female or something like something like, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, uh, for me, I agree what you're saying, but I don't think it's, I think we spent too much time talking about this, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's got, it's uh, to me, it's not a detrimental to the story. It's like, oh, whatever, it is what it is. I'd rather it be a female than just another right. cliched male. To be I really give a fuck what it is, as long as the guy, can, the guy or girl can act well. And it's, yeah, exactly. It's a character, you know? yeah. Good, Good character. Yeah. Good character. That's well, what I let, care about. Let me ask you this then, because I know this Kathleen Kennedy has come under like massive um, internet sort of retardated like hate. And she, I know she's copying it hard, right? In mm. some sort of um, mm. like incel type groups. Would you do you think that this franchise would have been better with somebody else playing that um, Marvel Universe overseer role, no. or do you think it, it even would have just benefited from having um, what's his no. name that did Force Awakens? Um, JJ Abrams. Yeah, if he just did the trilogy, do you think no, then we would have got no. a much better second film? You don't reckon? I, I've been on record. Okay, so this is my position. My position is you give an artist a job and the artist has to say the story they want to say. So you back the artist, good or bad. So we got a bad one in, in, the, in Return of the Jedi. She, Kathleen Kennedy, um, I feel like 
the problem with Kathleen Kennedy, well, the problem that she has, sorry, not the problem with, the problem that she has, is that she knows that she's sitting on the biggest cash cow ever. And it's almost, how do I monetize this to to keep, to, to basically, how much can I, how much rope can I get out of this? This is her problem. Not so much that the rope is bad or poor, but just how long is this rope? And I feel like she's kind of cashing in on the wrong things now. So the sequel trilogy was always going to make bank, and it has made bank. It's made billions of dollars. But these these um, spin-off films are a bit more niche, and they're focusing, again, they're really just hand-fisting that nostalgia, right? Almost to the point of indifference. And now they've just recently announced that they're, they're stopping all the spin-off films. So they're going to just worry about the new sequel trilogies. Now that's all they're worried about is the new sequel films, I see. Um, they're not. They're not really going to do any more spin-off films, or the spin-off films are on hold. And I think that's a fantastic idea. I th- I feel like, in order for Star Wars to, um, remain, I guess, fun and engaging, you have to give us new, new characters, new stories, new plots, things we haven't seen before. And again, that may be good, bad, or indifferent, um, depending on who, which artist they hire to tell the story. But it's not her fault or it's not it's like it's it's ridiculous to assume that she's not the person she's she's the best person she's done et she's done in, uh, indiana jones she knows how she knows how to produce the fuck out of films all right yeah, her, she's, pe- her pedigree is awesome fantastic her, her fucking resume is awesome but the problem is star wars itself is such an it, when you think about it, it's such a narrow scope is you've got the force you've got the rebellion and you've got the empire that's it like, what can you do without changing it? And that's the problem. She's in this sort of uh, transition period. I think it's She's always going to be period. shit, though, really, to be honest. If you go back and cover anything that has got any relation to a previous, like, trilogy, like, or the, the first trilogy being a prequel, or the, the second trilogy, the originals, I get, like, the original trilogy, let's say, I think if you tie it back to those, people are always going to shit on it. Yeah, well, that's true, too. That's what I'm saying. You're better off just doing new. Yeah. But, um... Dave, okay, uh, okay. I'll, I'll say this final point, and then I just want to move on because I've got a couple of things I want to talk about before we rewrap this episode up. Um, I can't remember her name. Something Tram. I'm apologies, but the 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 the, the character, the actor who played um, Rose Tico in the Last Jedi. She was the Asian American actress. Yep. Um, yep. She got a lot of shit on Facebook. Facebook. I don't know. Sorry, Instagram. From basically Star Wars trolls saying she ruined Star Wars. Rah 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 rah. And just basically abuse. And then she had to quit Instagram because of the abuse. Now, that's fucking fucked up. So people are that retarded and like, it's just a bad film. Get on with it. I hated it. Go watch fucking A New Hope and you'll be fine. Like, but to that point, I do see when we say, I want to make something clear that the reason why I guess Rose Tico and the female characters that we have issue with is because if you look again, if you compare it to Furiosa, Furiosa, you don't get a real backstory. You just see she is, she is battle scarred. She is worn out. She's not to be fucked with. She has this really lets your imagination run wild about the suffrage this woman's had, and how she's on a mission and she has high convictions to get to get to where she wants to go. Whereas Rose Tico just has, oh, I lost my sister, and now like it, it wasn't. Yeah. It was, it was it's poorly ex- executed. Poor, it's yeah. done poorly. 
it comes back to that, yeah. And it all comes back to that. And it's like, well, if you have ombrance with that, you've got to really take it up with the guy who wrote the lines, not the actor. Yeah, so, but everyone on Twitter and stuff. Oh, 100%. They're all morons. 100%. So it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, done already. I wouldn't even waste, yeah. I, and people are shit, Sam. Like, just human beings in general are just pieces of shit. Pieces and of to treat someone like that, that, just because she's doing a job, she was directed, she was produced, somebody told her what to do, and she did the best with the material she was given. And if you're going to abuse her for it, you're a fucking moron and have no idea about how movies are made. Yeah, for all but, we know, she uh, probably did a really good job. She probably did the character exactly how the director wanted to. Or you know better, I mean? she probably outacted the shit yeah. line she was given because of how yeah. shit the movie was, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's the fucking retards, man. Like, yeah, I feel sorry for it because that's fucked up. Yeah, like, people are just fucking morons, absolute yeah. morons, man. But and that's, that's the audience point. you're dealing with, right? Yeah, that's, that's true. the audience they're dealing with. And, but you know, and, uh, not even a point, but just to say with what you were saying and them holding on the Star Wars side stories, the only thing that disappoints me about that is that I agree with you 100%. I wanted to see new shit. And when they were doing the Star Wars side story stuff, I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to learn about a random planet and some other random kid Mm -hmm. that maybe joins the Empire and becomes an Empire pilot or something. Or I'm going to learn about, like, some other random sort of, like, street rat kid that just becomes, like, an Empire foot soldier that ends up fighting on some random moon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the sort of stuff I was looking forward to, was brand new stories that were standalone, that had absolutely nothing to do with the rest of the stuff, but were jumping on, on points or expanding just random bits of lore for everyone. But they didn't do that. They, that's a missed opportunity. That's a massive one. Mm-hmm. All right. You well, wouldn't I have been interested? Few... No, yeah, look, I just, it is what it is. Um... I'm going to wrap this up because we've got a few, we've gone for a while now. But um, so, what do you guys think of um, Lando in this and uh, Donald Glover's portrayal? Uh, I, I, I didn't mind it. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I felt that it was more of a caricature or a imitation of Billy D. Williams than it was his interpretation of Lando. But other than that, I thought it was fine. I thought it was, like I said, good, pretty, not, not, not the best, but not the worst. What do you think, Dave? Um, I pretty much will agree with all you guys and I think it's more because again limited with what he could do with the actual script and the way he was written into the story and mm. I think he just did the best he could do you think he had sex with uh, L3 fuck that was weird man <laughs> like I don't and I'm not having a go at people with alternative lifestyles it's what I found weird about it is A she was another ham-fisted poorly executed character where you didn't even really they didn't show you a development of a relationship or there was no real like do you, again it was just shit execution like, like make you believe that he believes AI we've seen movies where some when a dude falls in love with AI man and it's been done well was it called her with what's his name Sam like where the guy just fucking yeah there's a couple. Phoenix yeah. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's a thing man like it's been done it's not new or edgy man so why don't you just learn from how they do it and show us something like that instead of this like fucking just like weirdo comic book style character that was just fucking who's yes. now injected into the Millennium Falcon. So it's like, oh, she was there the whole time. Yeah. It's like, what? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. 
Yeah. Just rebuild it. It's a robot. She's not dead. Just take the fucking. Yeah, I, I uh, actually didn't understand that. Uh, I didn't. I don't. Why would she be dead? It's a robot. <laughs> you can transfer the to the fu- fucking machine. She can be transferred into another <laughs> machine. I.e., yeah, her exactly. new body. Exactly. Uh, it's a waste of time to talk about. It's fucking stupid. Uh, and I don't understand so why she's lost forever. That just no. This makes no sense. <laughs> it makes sense. All right. After it's, this, I'm going to change my ranking to uh, I hate them all equally now. <laughs> so I don't have a, away I, being at the top though. Right. Uh, like it's it's got an infinitesimal difference between the bottom and the top though, so it probably yeah. still is. But I like you know I did like I, I did like how they kind of did explain how the Falcon spoke a weird language and had its kind of own unique personality and how it was temperamental. I mean, Han Solo did literally steal um, Lando's girlfriend, and then did the scene numerous times punching and beating her to kickstart <laughs> or to turn on <laughs> and stuff. So, I mean, he is a domestic abuser, so there's that now. Um, I didn't mind I didn't mind L3. Yeah. I thought I I thought well, the only problem I had with L3 is that um the well, not really that's not even her fault, but the It's when she started that, man. when she started that rebellion, right yeah, okay, we're gonna start this right. Now. But when that rebellion and then on that um that that spice mine, whatever, did you not think that that looked like a, a cheap sort of looked like a Netflix sci-fi film? Like it just looked so small and cheap and, and nasty, like the whole set and just everything about it. Oh, it's completely po- the whole that whole scene was like just pointless, man. It's like they just had to add an action sequence scene. It was yeah, like ah. Our movies, we just need shit to happen, so let's just make this shit happen. Uh, See, that's what I, that's what I'm like, thinking, yeah. Dave. I, I honestly, I honestly believe that um, the first half of this film, I, I, that the train sequence, I reckon that wasn't reshot at all. I reckon the back end was just all reshot, and and they just yeah ran out of money or something because it just looked cheap. It just looked cheap. Some of those scenes were pretty fucking epic, though. Like, I, I really did like some of the epic action in it, but that's kind of like old Star Wars feel. I mean, it's not hard these days to do an epic scene, you know? A lot of, mo- a lot of shit movies with good scenes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. I would say this is a, a mu- not a must watch, but if you got. Did someone just rip your fart? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wasn't me. I'd say it's not a, it's not a, it's not a must watch, but it's, it's definitely, it's a worthy entry. I mean, it's a bit of fun, whatever. I mean, who cares? It's just fucking Star Wars. Like, who cares? Any day Star Wars, who cares? Um, I'll, okay, I'm gonna give you guys some time to think, but I'm gonna rank my Star Wars films now into this entry. As you have to, you have to rank your Star Wars films. So, starting off from worst to best, worst is still Clone Wars or Attack of the Clones. That's still the worst film. Following that, would say it would have to be. Phantom Menace, then The Last Jedi, then after Last Jedi, I'm going to go out on a limb and probably say, uh, I will say Rogue One, um, then I'll say Revenge of the Sith, Solo, the worst titled movie ever, um, and then Force Awakens, then... Uh, Return of the Jedi, uh, New Hope, and then Empire. Rob, what's your list? Where does uh, Star Wars A Christmas Special fit into your list, mate? It's not a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I would say The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. Um, Then I would say The Last Jedi. Yep. 
then I would say Rogue One, then I would say Solo, then I would say Revenge of the Sith. Yep. Um, hmm. Did I, I already said Attack of the Clones, didn't I? Yeah, and then you was after Revenge of the Sith, you got the, the originals left. Then I would say uh, The Force Awakens. Yep. Then, uh, then A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back. Perfect. Dave? Hmm. So, to be honest, Sam, I, I'm just going to take the pragmatic thing, and there's only three Star Wars movies. And go. from worst there's to best... One. There's always one. From Well, it's actually, there's only four Star Wars movies, and if it's from worst to best, I'd say Caravan of Courage. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be a wanker. There's three. It's only three, man. I, I, I've totally just disregarded this whole extra film shit. I'm just going to be a normal person and not pretend that my childhood was raped and all that sort of stuff and be a retard. Wait, as in There's not, three good films. Wait, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. As in not pretend? As in... You can't keep up the charade that it wasn't raped because it was raped or you're not going to go down that road of being juvenile? <laughs> I'm not going to go down the road of being a juvenile retard and yeah, I enjoy three Star Wars movies. And Fair enough. Jedi is the worst of the three and Ooh, I so hold... Much. Hope and Empire in equal... I actually think they're both two amazing films wow, okay. that I enjoy equally. And that's it. I, I, the rest of them, I don't give a fuck anymore, man. It's just random science fiction movies for me yeah, now. Yeah, and, and that's my point. I mean, I don't go to midnight screenings anymore. I'll go see them when I can. And I feel like, guys, The, the Last Jedi may be very aware that Star Wars isn't... You're going to get a new Star Wars film every year now until we're dead. It's no longer a special event thing where they come out one every five or six years, you get a new Star Wars film. It is going to be, as Dave said, just good, bad, and different. You're going to get one. So just enjoy them. If you don't like them, who cares? You still got the ones you do like, and you can watch them as many times as you want. And Actually, don't be a dickhead. That's the, the motto. Don't, just as a side thing, you can edit out after because I just want your opinion on this. Um, the money thing, Sam. With how poorly this did, and I know they're going to be stopping the extras, a lot of people have been saying it's because of how bad Last Jedi was and they felt burnt because of it. Is there a threshold, you reckon, that they will just stop doing it every year? No, no. I mean, Last Jedi still made $1.3 billion, and you can say that's a failure in terms of plot, but it isn't. It's a massive success. Yeah, there is a substantial amount of the fan base that likes Last Jedi, but they're not really? vocal. Yes. The ones who aren't Shit, of, okay. are vocal are the ones that hated it. Now, what I think the problem is that people never really were on board with this, this, this Han Solo project story to begin with. They never wanted it. They're never interested. And I think the average moviegoer just expects Star Wars to have an episode after it. I truly believe it. I think that if they're going to go see Star Wars, they're meant to see episode 10, episode 11, episode 12, whatever. They can't differentiate. They don't have the, they don't, they're not as invested as a, as a, as a Star Wars fan is. They just want to see a Star Wars film and that's it. And they go home and play with their kids and enjoy their lives. Like I'm part of a Star Wars Facebook group and the, the amount of times some people see these films, like, Oh, I'm on my 10th screening is like, it's borderline obsessive. <laughs> it's, it's actually borderline obsessive. So, my point is, 
I don't think they're related whatsoever because the people still Star Wars fans will still go see these films. I think it's 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 about the, it's about the ability to capture the general Joe Blow public. It's if you're it's just never gonna work if you have a standalone film. If you need background homework to understand what this film is about, you just forget it. Like seriously, if you can't read a plot summary and you have to have some prior knowledge into a film, forget it. Like, who cares? Like, nobody's going to go see it. Okay, so you're saying the third Star Wars movie is going to make almost as much as the second one that just came yeah. out? Yeah. Well, I probably, In other words. It probably okay. won't. It will probably make one point. It'll probably make a billion because you know how all things... Force Awakens had all the hype and that's why it made two billion, right? Because it's been so long yeah. since we've got a Star Wars film. I mean, Last Jedi... <sighs> had a lot of hype and had maybe okay maybe had some negative feedback and it wasn't great but it still made 1.3 billion the third one will probably still make a billion like it's going to make a billion because it's the it's the it's the final in the sequel trilogy it's going to make a billion i just think that they they've realized that um you can't you can't just chuck in random movies if that makes sense along with a sequel trilogy because joe blow like wait so is this the sequel to the last jedi yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean? It, like, I mean. It, it's, it's not like a Marvel where it's. Ant-Man. How much did they pay for oh. it? The franchise? Oh, I think it was only $4 billion, I think. Yeah, so, okay. So, yeah, anyway. anyway. Anyway, guys, I will wrap this up. We've gone for a while. Uh, Rob, thanks for listening. Uh, Dave, uh, listening. Thanks for joining in. <laughs> Dave, thanks, thanks for joining in. Um, Listeners, thanks for listening. We'll, tr- we'll try and ramp this up. We got um, some cool trailers out, actually. Have you guys seen Creed 2 trailer? Fuck, that looks impressive. Um, looks good. We've got plenty of films coming up that we want to review, plenty of uh, flashbacks. Like I said, I've got one in the can um, that I- I'll go to edit. So there's going to be a lot coming up. Hopefully, July is a bit less hectic in my work life and I can get a bit more of these out. Um, as always, listeners, you can find us on Twitter at FMRPod. Um, on SoundCloud, on iTunes. And just remember, it's only Star Wars and none of this matters and you're going to die because you've only got an average age of 88 years, okay? So enjoy it, be kind, and be a, a, try and be a better person than you were yesterday. All right, see ya.